0: yo yo what's up jordan turn my headphones up <laughs> let's get cracking <laughs> it's friday
1: friday yeah. indeed it is TJF.
0: <laughs> yeah i don't know TJIF, uh it's, it's been a uh, interesting week a lot of stuff's different like obviously with covid outside but also inside like in my head um I don't know about you, but have you been like feeling like things that used to excite you not as much things that I don't know, like kind of like I've been trying to I've been ha- having a mild, like not an identity crisis, but like a mild, like, what am I doing? Like, what's the next step? You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> I yeah, I mean, fair. Your, your experience is your experience. I would say that I've I have been um, in a state of transition. On certain fronts, and I already knew I was going into some transition, and I've just been kind of leaning into it. So a lot of a lot of slogging, a lot of doing activities that I don't love that are necessary stretching muscles. So it, there's I would say it has been some transition for me, but I kind of knew that pre-COVID. So that's been my experience.
0: Got it. And the transitions. Are you, is it just minutia, or are you feeling, you know, anxiety or different, like, are you even like not feeling like your normal self? Because new, new stuff, transitions can be kind of uncomfortable, right?
1: Yeah, it's, yeah, it's definitely felt uncomfortable. I, you know, I think we talked about it in the last year, like I totally panicked when the first COVID thing happened, even you know, first news was happening, watching it happen in real time, following it before the bomb actually goes off. That was definitely a pretty surreal experience but now that things have stabilized and the apocalypse has failed to come for a couple months in a row at least with on our little industry other people are hurting really bad have you done any of your strategic coach calls i had mine earlier this week i was just kind of blown away getting out of the out of the insular group of of prop world of property management talking about the people whose revenue has gone to zero staff of 40 down to six and it's creating quite a bit of gratitude for me to talk to folks that are in a, that are hurting a lot worse than I am.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I heard one story in my group, someone with like a, some ridiculous number, like a 35, $40 million company, like close, like gone. Like, that's a big life change I would imagine. So
1: I had I had this this one gal, refer. She was like trying to be positive. She was calling it a sabbatical. I was like, bro, can you imagine going to zero and referring to it as a sabbatical? I mean, that's some that's some spin right there. To have your business go to zero and revenue, call it. like the idea of a sabbatical sounds fun until it involves all of your revenue evaporating.
0: That's it. Brings up an interesting something I've been thinking about with especially my reaction to things i think it was prompted with my wife pointing out um like hey aren't you scared i think we talked about this uh, at some point like hey aren't you scared like you're not like like sometimes she'll call me out and be like hey i need some emotion here like you can't just be positive all the time (laughs) like yeah (laughs) and i'm like you know we had to talk i'm like yeah you know i'm scared like to a certain degree but like i I can't do anything about it so you know i'm just trying to control what I can control. But, um, I don't know. I waver. Like sometimes like I saw a comment like that. I might react like you're, you're nuts. Like I was on this call with, uh, not you're nuts, but like, you're, I don't know, like you're sticking your head in the sand. I was in this call with a bunch of brokers in San Diego County to do an update and everyone's like, Oh, you know, sales are great. And like, things are great. And you know, warriors are going to make it, you know? And I don't know. It's like sometimes over positivity, like, Yeah. I'm just like I don't know. I feel like it's the hedgehog concept from Good to Great. Like, be optimistic, but like also grounded in some reality. I don't know. But then again, it's like whatever works for you, man. Like this is all a dream world we're living in. Like, what the hell, are, like, this world we're living in? Like, it's whatever you make it. So if that helps you get through the day by thinking it's a certain way, as long as it doesn't like hurt anybody, <laughs> then I guess it's cool
1: with me. Yeah, I guess I can see both sides of it. I, mean, I thought it was that morning. And the acknowledgement of mourning has been a important thing for me to acknowledge at various points of my life certainly with like practical things like when my dad passed like i really resisted mourning and when i finally embraced it it was really helpful and necessary and my failure to do so for many many years create caused problems similarly even a change in a business partner relationship like i know you had a business partner Back in the day, you separated. I don't know how long that was for, but I had business partners. My longest one I probably had for 10 plus years now. You know, that would be a separation of it'd be even a work relationship like that could involve some morning having my revenue go down to, you know, 20% of what what is firing all my staff. That would involve mourning. So to me... It to me that seems to be like the disconnect between acting like everything is okay versus just at least within yourself being in touch with your own emotions and acknowledging where you're at to not turn into a sociopath
0: yeah I err on the side of going with your instinct on emotions and trying I don't know I try to stay out of my head and I, I try to go with my my first instinct um for a couple reasons like you' had were, we were, sent me a voice note about um I had gotten I had gotten worked up at a certain point about the ocean being closed, and I was like getting angry at a certain point. I was like ready to go in the street, and uh, I was doing like YouTube post social media like stories about it. like I, I felt like in a calm way, but like you could tell, I was upset um and you had kind of just pointed out which i really appreciated because i don't have many friends that like will call me out like you know it's it's actually really refreshing like to someone that knows you so i appreciate our friendship like hey man this just like didn't seem like it was like you and um i i marinated on that and i was like yeah it's true. Like I feel like I have some hot buttons top issues, and like one of them is yeah. like our liberty, like um, like government overreach. Like I, I get triggered by that. <laughs> like, <laughs> seriously, like I don't know. Like uh, but uh, but I thought about it, and I was like, yeah, you know, it didn't really. I didn't benefit. I think you put it well. You said like it didn't benefit anyone. I don't know if it really benefited anyone. It didn't really benefit me. It didn't really benefit. I don't know. So but then it, it's i also don't beat myself up about it because it's just like that's just you know we all rise and fall like even that um that video i sent you with that guy man but but he has that disease and it was like really inspiring mm-hmm. and i think you responded to that like man i that was like spot on but i forget that stuff kind of like beating yourself up was a little bit of like the tone i got from that text not like fully but just a little bit but but I think that's the thing he also pointed out is like he also has bad days. Like he's not a perfect person. Like we all screw up. And so it's just the human experience, man.
1: Oh, dude, totally. I, I Actually, what I said in that text was that I'm committed to not beating my. I used to beat myself up because I would have an epiphany and be like, or I would, I would, I guess, hear something and think that the knowledge was the same as awareness. And I realized over time, that I'm not after an epiphany. I'm after an awareness, and the awareness is oftentimes calling me back to things that I've already learned, and I'm having to re-come back to it. I used to feel like, oh man, like I have to learn this for the fifth time, and now it's like, well, I guess that's just life, at least for me, anyway. You know, it's it's cool. It's not it's not so bad. Right, right.
0: Yeah, you're right. I love that. It's like uh, someone's. I heard it. I heard someone say. It's not like learning the thing, it, or it's not making the decision. It's managing the decision. So you learn something, and then you're like, okay, I'm gonna like adopt this way of being, and then you like it goes out the window in a week. That's why I find my precious Google Keep board. Like, if if I could, if I could not lose one thing in my life, it would be my Google Keep notes. It's like Evernote, but it's like it's where all my ideas are, and I collect ideas, and and like in every morning I look at like whatever the you know the serving of the day is like whatever i feel i need i'll bring it up to my pin board so it like i I hit it in the morning like i see it nice nice. and then like certain things will i'm like okay cool i got that i don't need to like see that anymore and i'll move it but like it's always rotating so that's one way i try to manage those decisions
1: i love that man yeah i think the thing i was reflecting on recently about relearning was just the idea of my emotions as being feedback if i'm in a if i'm in a peak state when I get upset or angry or disappointed at some point I can snap out of it and be like, Oh wait, like this is actually useful. My, my mind, my heart, my body is telling me something right now, which is I need to like pause, reflect on what's going on and use the anger as information and as a a blinking light to say like, I'm out of, um, my expectations are not in line with reality. And the problem is not reality. It's more likely to be my expectations. Mm -hmm. And that's like a really helpful thought and emotional pain, suffering, feelings of suffering, et cetera, are an indicator that like, I can go back to that insight in a moment, but oftentimes I blow past it and I get focused on how reality is actually the problem. Um, So that's a a hard thing to maintain awareness in, in the moment but I've come back to that thought over and over and over again. And so it's, it's something I want to keep coming back to.
0: Yeah. I love that. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. I was thinking, I think the conversation with my wife prompted me to overcorrect in a way I was like, Oh, I need to like start sharing. Like I need to be, I don't know. Maybe I am hiding too much of like, and I should share, but the thing is I think you're spot on with what you told me because being um controversial like doesn't sit well with my soul <laughs> like like i i don't know like i don't like telling people they're wrong i don't like arguing with people i don't really like taking positions that are like really you know against maybe it's about the people pleaser in me but i don't know like that it felt good to like fight for that for a little bit because i did think it was really ridiculous but i think there's also a way i could have done it like
1: a lot more like calmly i don't know you know i i do think of you as somebody that takes that does take positions i mean i feel like there's like an implicit position in your calmness and like you pursuing thing i don't, I don't even have the language i to put around it but you pursuing things that are are more in a mindfulness zen state etc like you are choosing to alienate people that believe that everything in life is fully rational and fully known, and there is no mystery, etc. cetera. Um,
0: Dude, that reminds me of uh, something I heard. It's the best. Uh, uh, I don't think I sent you this video, but this, the scientist said, or no, it was that, it was that uh, yoga guy. He was like, all modern science is built on the idea that give me one free miracle and I'll explain the rest. (laughs) Did you like that? I thought that was so cool. It's like the one free miracle is all the matter and all the laws governing all the universe.
1: Hmm. But Like
0: give me that one free miracle and then I'll prove that there's no God.
1: (laughs) Okay. I think I get it now. You know what I mean? That's really, (laughs) that's, that's a trip. That's a trip, man. What a trip. My, my, sorry, go ahead. My my interest in trying to understand and explain things like that is like so much dramatically lower than it was a decade ago. I felt in the past like I needed to understand things like that. Now I'm like, wow, like super obvious. I have zero explanation for the universe and matter and how we got here. You know, I'm like, yeah. I'm super okay with that now. Yeah. I'm I'm glad cuz it's
0: it's harder the other way. I'm, I'm comfortable like you of just not knowing. I just think the brain is, you know, there's stuff we learned that we think was gospel, ten, you know, a hundred years ago that now we're like, that's ridiculous. So just a lot of the, you know, mental positions that this is correct. I don't know. It's just, I think there's so much we don't know. We can't comprehend. So when it's like unsure, I just let it go. <laughs> no, it's like something greater than myself. I can't explain.
1: Yeah, my rigid thinking I think served me at the time in ways that I don't fully understand, but it's not serving me now, man. I just love that that quote of is it effective or not effective? When I go to the place of trying to moralize about things, it gets really complicated, but when I just ask myself is a idea, an experience, relationship is it effective or not effective for the outcomes I'm trying to create? That's like super clarifying for me.
0: Yeah. So back to that initial question you are things like different inside you said there's some transitions going on but i'm really interested like is there this um kind of pull across uh, all america or the world where like people are feeling more down like a collective pain like I, have you been besides like some of the fear around maybe like the economy like has it been business as usual in moila's head
1: Oh, I mean, I, I told you, man, I was totally panicking. I thought we were going to hell in a handbasket. Once I found out that we weren't, that was a significant encouragement. But, I mean, being inside all day and not going anywhere is not pleasurable to me. Like, I, I have been getting pretty sick of travel because I did it a ton over the last two years. But if you told me right now, you know, broker owner starting in 48 hours in a Corona free place, you know, I'm there, baby. Um, so I think part of it's just a circumstantial byproduct of staying at home. But like I said, I think a lot of people have it a lot harder than I do. So I have to assume there's global anxiety and pain and suffering at, at highly elevated levels. You saw the jobs reports, man, 22 million people out of work. Mm -hmm. What a, what an ass kicking that is that you and I happen to be spared from.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really interesting. Um, it's given people an opportunity. I think this is what I've been going through to really reset and be like, what the hell am I doing? Like, um, you know, I know, I don't know. I reevaluated some stuff like, like music. I was um, spending a lot of time on it and I'm still doing it, but I was like, I don't know. I was like, I'm on Instagram a lot, like promoting it. And like, I'm just like, is it going anywhere? Like, I, I don't know. I was kind of having this like existential crisis with music. Um, and mm-hmm. I finally realized that, at least where I'm at now, is I don't want to make it like this job or this profession or this like goal that I want to attain. I just like the creative part. I was talking to Clint about this. He said, I don't think he'll mind me sharing, but he said when he was um, growing up, he wanted to get into journalism or something and that he loved to write. And then, like, when he was in it, he realized, like, shit, actually, I just like writing. I don't want to, like, have to do (laughs) that. Yeah. Or something to that effect that it really resonated with me. So I'm in a little better spot, but there was that. And then um, just some stuff with work, like trying to figure out, like, I don't know. I'm always, maybe to a fault, I feel like I'm always trying to optimize my output relative to my unique strengths relative to, I don't know, like, you know what I mean? I'm always like, is this the best thing I can be doing? Like I'm almost have too much space and too much time, right? Cause it's like, when you're just like in it, you're just like working. But like now I've like, it's almost like you create a a self-managing company to a certain degree. And then it's like, okay, well I have too much, like what the hell am I doing now?
1: (laughs) Bro, this is such an interesting conversation to me. So do you have any insights on how to guide and direct this energy that very clearly can be destructive? This energy is what created the business and created the margin. But when we have the margin, if we're not trained, that ADHD unfulfilled side needs something to do. I'm, I'm grateful that you mentioned getting to the point of, you know, getting closer to having something like a self-managing company. I feel like I have to head in that direction so as to not just keep breaking things. There's a certain point where my presence is destructive and retarding to the growth of the company because I need to break stuff just for my own like personal sense of meaning, which has really worked. But I mean, there's, there's an element of truth in
0: that. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely become destructive. Um, and the team has your team pointed that out
1: or yeah, that, well, I mean, in certain ways, like, you know, I think the first thing that got pointed out was somebody, t- me volunteering for something and somebody being like, you know, how about you don't volunteer for that? Because I don't think you're going to do it. And like they said it in a really polite way, but I was like, yes, I think you're right. I wasn't actually going to do that. So good call.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it is something that I didn't think about in advance and nobody really warned me, but because um, I do like to work and I like to be, you know, I, I feel... I feel like an obligation to use my, you know, Deepak Chopra calls it your dharma. It's like like how you can best serve humanity. He talks about like his kids. He was like, I told my kids, no, don't worry about making money. If you can't make money, I'll support you. All I want you to figure out is what your unique gifts are and how they can serve humanity. And I really resonate with that because it's right around the unique ability stuff. And it's also it's also like the second mountain idea. Like, you know, we were, we are taught that, you know, prosperity is like what we should be going after. But ultimately we realize it's maturity of the soul, which is like what we're probably after or like feeling Mm -hmm. better about our internal game. Mm -hmm. And so when you have more space, you're just like with yourself, (laughs) you're like, okay, I'm at my desk. So music uh, scratched that itch for a long time and it still does but I don't know. I just don't feel called to spend like half a day, like writing songs and then promoting them. Like, you know, I just like, want to keep it fun. Like, you know, a little bit in the morning. It's great. I check the box. I feel good. But, um, but it's just been a journey. So I'm trying to sink into the journey and enjoy the journey and not like, but it, honestly, man, I've been the last couple of weeks, three weeks, four weeks, even I've kind of been like, what do I do? Like, how do I add enough? How do I add value? Is it like social media on good life? Is it creating blogs. Is it some other new business? So I'm just trying to find my place again, man.
1: Yeah. I love the Honest <clears throat> admission. This is really relatable to me. I'd love to just kind of like brainstorm through it. Um, how do you think about R and D? Like, let's say you just, you knew you throw your hands up and you say, okay, it's not the things I'm working on right now. Like, do you feel you, do you feel like you would be comfortable just investing Time and effort in R&D and exploring, like just, you know, reading to figure out what the next thing is. Because I'm kind of intuiting that that is necessary for me. And I want to budget for that and not feel like it's wasteful.
0: I love love how you coined that R&D. So, yeah, I think about that. For some reason, I feel guilty reading in the middle of the day. I feel like I'm like wasting time like
1: you you bum
0: (laughs) we're we're sick (laughs) I'll speak for myself (laughs) yeah we are (laughs) (laughs) seriously I remember when I first went to strategic coach like everyone in there was a mess I don't know if you experienced this but like people were like strung out like I was like is this like rehab like are you guys okay like I'm fucking not okay (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness (laughs) but uh but yeah, so R&D, I like that. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm doing, man. Like, um, I signed up for, uh, you know that book, Story Brand?
1: Yeah, Donald um, Miller.
0: Yeah, he's doing a a virtual workshop next week, I think. So I'm going to go to that. Um, I, I'm So I'm searching. Yeah, I'm definitely in R&D mode. And I think that's a great, because I'll come out of something like that usually, like, or I'll go to Broker Owner or something, and I won't feel inspired, and I'll leave with, like, too much to do. So
1: yeah, I think that's that's a winning you know, way to go and how much leeway do you feel like you have i think about your decision with music a lot because to me what it represents or what i make up about it is that music is so different than business that it's basically like a blank check like to me like if I going into music has equivalency with becoming a mountain climber becoming a school teacher Like if I could, if I, if if Steve can do music and I can do music, well then I guess I can just do whatever. Like, do you feel like you have really broad permission to explore a wide range of stuff or are there still like categories or lanes that you feel bound to?
0: Yeah. It's got to pull me, you know, I've got to be interested in it. I've I've read some books, like I think Tim Ferriss is kind of like this, where some people will be like, I learn astronomy, I go deep for one year, ultra learning, and then I learn like, you know, all these different, like, that doesn't really appeal to me there. <laughs> There's like, uh, but that's great. If someone like, I would be awesome to be so well rounded like that. But, uh, but no, it's got to be something I'm, I'm initially passionate about or else I'll, you know, just let it go. But where where are you at with that? I Like, I know you're kind of, we've talked about, you know, you've been searching a little bit for something yeah. else like where are you at with that
1: yeah so i mean i'm i got some uh, business loose ends that i'm working on um navigating through that are an enabling factor for this i am tr- uh, reading but i don't know that i'm I- i'm not reading super broadly i think i think if i'm being perfectly candid to give you a straight answer I am on pause or hiatus and in suspended animation. So still thinking, haven't made any kind of a firm commitment or firm progress.
0: Yeah. Got it. And what's, uh, if you did, what's like drawing, what's pulling you as far as anything non-work related or even maybe work related, but something different.
1: Yeah. I think it would probably, my top of mind answer would be to, Pursue the broad category of <clears throat> personal development, self-awareness, wade into some of the big questions that you and I have have talked about, things related to spirituality, et cetera. As a job or work, no. But for me to face and reconcile and get answers to things that I resist, not because I'm not interested, but because – I have some level of, of fear or resistance to the, the ramifications of the conclusions that I may come to. Probably following that path to it's logical and in a really open, broad way would be the first place that I would head.
0: That'd be dope. I love that for you.
1: <laughs> I love that. Thanks, man. Let's, 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 yeah, let's hope it is. Let's hope, hope it happens even even as i'm saying that and articulating this knowing other people will listen to it you know i feel like it's a little it's a little scary so i feel like that's going back to the whole thing about emotions informing. i feel like that's useful data in a confirmatory way
0: for sure i want to ask you this question because i love how you'll break down questions often different than i think about them so um the the dharma thing i was talking about deepak chopra he says a way to figure it out is you asked this that question probably heard it like what would you do if you had all the time and money in the world so let's say right now you had all the time and all the money in the world what does jordan do not maybe not just today but just like in general for this week next week
1: ah this next week um Well, I'd probably, I mean, I don't know. The first thing that comes to mind is to go take a vacation. But, you know, aside from that, uh, I'd probably just throw a giant party. I'd just probably throw a very, very large
0: party. (laughs) Right. I love that. So, okay. So let's say the large parties had, so whatever, let's say, um, you know, the initial stuff, you know, you bought a jet or like we saw a bunch of family members. Like, ultimately, what's Jordan gonna do? Like, okay, I mean, <laughs> back to like, what are you gonna do?
1: Well, I mean, who's to say I can't keep throwing parties? You
0: could, you could, <laughs> right? That's a perfect answer. So I'm not beating your answer up. I'm just curious. Because uh,
1: <laughs> I've been thinking about this. Um, and The party for me is a proxy for <clears throat> relationship, celebration, a communal activity, that sort of thing. Um, I think probably on an ongoing basis, connecting with people, using my unique giftings and abilities to connect with other people, to contribute, to inspire, um, going deep with other people, helping to facilitate the kind of personal transformation that I've experienced and and has been so impactful for me and other people. That's the thing that's most rewarding. When you see how, how elastic and how shiftable humans can be it's kind of it's kind of addicting you know a lot of the time that i've spent in working business has been in optimization of degrees and oftentimes that's how a business goes you know it's business doing a million dollars in revenue if you can get it to 1.5 it's really exciting i feel like humans by contrast have like an infinite potential for mm-hmm. growth and change and shift and that really really excites me
0: yeah man i totally resonate with that i'm I share that. So two things I want to follow that up with is the first, the the question kind of scares me, to be honest, like it, because I've been struggling, not struggling with it, but i have just thinking about it a lot. And when you take away the need to grow a business, like then you're stuck with yourself you know what i mean it's like (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's like okay so i can't i mean you could keep chasing money and there's like it's fun to make money but like i don't know like literally if you had like a 100 billion dollars like i don't know if like i'd start like an ice cream shop or something i don't know but um so there's that and then um the transformation part I really resonate with because I love podcasting for that reason. And this was the other thing I got down on social media about, and let me know what you think is I was like doing all these inspirational messages. That's kind of like my thing. I like, I love to inspire. I love to like share ideas. And I'm like, I don't think anyone transforms on Instagram. Like I've been on (laughs) Instagram, like just by the nature of the platform, like you scroll, you scroll, like, yeah, every once in a while I'll see something like, Oh, that's a really cool idea on to the next thing. Like I don't take action. I don't write down like, Oh, I'm going to like work on that. Whereas podcasting, I feel like people are there to actually like be, become better unless you're just like listening to a story or something. There's entertainment, but I don't know. I like the, the medium of podcasting for that reason. I feel like my people are there because it's not like I just like to share ideas and stuff. I do it to help people transform. So if like, I'm not helping anyone ultimately, it just feels like minutia feels like waste
1: yeah, I, mean, I think like if somebody's listening right now whatever the thirty third minute of the podcast, like they're clearly a lot more <clears throat> engaged than somebody who's scrolling through Instagram. So I, I think that there is some truth to the idea that the, the medium is the, the message M- Marshall uh, McClellan or Willlullan, I forget how to pronounce his name. The other thing that you mentioned about not having the business, I love that idea man. I think about often. If I, if you and I hit our number, just liquid cash, whatever the number is, would that change our day to day activity? I think yes, at least for myself. I'd like to say no, like I'm living my best life now, doing everything I want to do. I have to assume there are certain things I'm doing right now. I would stop. And you and I have some mutual friends, I'm not going to name names, but you and I have some mutual friends who I see have this like giant no card in their back pocket and they just like pull it out when they don't wanna do stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> I'd like a stack of no cards in my back pocket. And I can think of some things I'd be applying them to right now if I had that much leeway and freedom. And then even bigger than all that, that um, I still think about that, that book by, um, who's the long haired, hippie former celebrity russell uh, right. russell brand yeah so in that book i forget the, the title of the book but he talks a lot about the book is about addiction he talks a lot about numbing and how a lot of things that we do is a way to numb and anesthetize pain and obviously that that's very obvious with you know addictive substances but i think it's equally applicable to being on your phone or to compulsive working. And so I, I really feel that, man. I really feel how work can just be a distract, a distraction from not having to figure out what the point the purpose of life is if, I, if it cannot be defined by putting my 60 hours in at work.
0: hmm Yeah. And it creates some space that needs to be filled. Um, the 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 reset from COVID's been beneficial for a lot of reasons, the phone's been another one that you brought up. I feel like it was like rest- destroying my life again. It does, it comes back and forth. And uh, I, I don't know, I just put it away. Like even with my kid,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I'm like, right when I, there's like this time of day when I'm at my worst and it's like right when I get off work, usually around like mm-hmm. three or four mm-hmm. until like dinner. And because I realized that's usually when I'm like, okay, like what's going on on Instagram? Like, what's the news? Like, I'm just consuming, consuming all this like garbage. And then, like, oh, my kid's over there. And I'm like, on oh, my phone. Oh, yeah, I'll be right. You know, And then I'm like, oh, like, dude, I'm going to, like, he's watching me. Like, <laughs> so now I just have a reminder. It's been working the last like two weeks is like, put your phone away for two hours. And there's something meditative, or I don't know, meditative is the right word, but there's something. Uh, fu- you know that that makes that work well for me because I set a timer and then I like I put it away and it's like the timer reinforces where if I just put it away I'll go grab it but it's so crazy how our mind at least my mind will tell me so many different things are important like oh you got to make that yeah. note you got to like do this so I'm trying to find ways to where I can do that without an actual phone
1: <laughs> I love that man I don't think that's an overstatement to what you said about your phone ruining your life that That doesn't feel like an overstatement to me um, <laughs> <laughs> I've definitely had a compulsive relationship with my phone at times. It's just it's weird. What's weird to me is like how it lowers the quality of my consciousness and presence mm. even when I'm not on it. so like if I'm on it a bunch and I overstimulate and then I have like a half hour or or an hour where I'm not <clears throat> on it, it can still just kind of like numb me out where i'm looking to to veg you know it's conditioning the veg reflex which is not the same thing as resting an hour spent laying on the grass reading a book in the sun is not the same thing as time not spent working like rest is not the opposite of not working you feel me go
0: a little deeper on that
1: so when i'm on my phone i'm not working but that's not rest rest right. is something entirely different like rest is i don't even know that i have a full definition for it but i just know it's not not the same thing as not working
0: yeah man it's a trip we all struggle. so many of us struggle with with it i think um did you have you seen that video that viral video has been going around with drew barrymore or i saw drew barrymore post it. it's like the great realization That comes Uh out of uh it's a trippy video i'll send it to you Uh, someone did a video about like how it's like a nursery rhyme he's like he's kind of reading a book to his son but it's about it's like supposed to be like way in the future and it's about this time
1: Hmm. and it's like
0: oh they all looked back and like everyone was just like ordering stuff on amazon like dude i looked at my bank statement the other day i showed my wife i'm like amazon 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 i was like we have to like stop using amazon like what's going on here (laughs) Not the money, it's just like, it's just like Jeff Bezos is a lunatic. Like from what I can tell, like, dude, the dudes were gonna be the first trillionaire in the world, and like people are making twelve dollars an hour. Like, I'm sorry, I don't feel good about that. Like, once I got somewhat of a like margin at my business, I'm like, oh, I gotta pay my people. I can't sleep at night. Like, so the fact, like, I don't know, maybe I'm judging him too harshly, but.
1: I don't yeah, I, I think it's like mixed feelings there. I think if nothing else, the thing that made me I was chuckling about was just like, isn't it weird to look at your personal bank statements and, <laughs> and feel like like there was like there must have been fraud because how the hell did all this money get spent? <laughs> Dude, I almost spit coffee all over my keyboard, bro. Like, who was doing this? Who <laughs> was paying making all these charges? Oh.
0: Uh, yeah, man. Oh, this is an interesting time but i'm getting to look at all this stuff and and i'm making adjustments
1: <laughs> oh. yeah so i mean there is a bezos quote about what's going to be different in the future people always ask him what's going to change and he says it's better to reflect on what's not going to be the change and i agree with that man i think like in the end the things that matter the most, the most important stuff is not gonna materially change 12 months from now. And I yeah. I take comfort in that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's what the, I guess the stock market thinks things will be fairly the same because that's come back strong.
1: I know it's, it's really super confusing. So I've stopped paying attention. I've realized I have zero ability to understand, interpret the news and the virus and the stock market. I mean, it's yeah i have very little ability to turn that into useful actionable insights so it's, at least if nothing else i've resigned myself that it's entertainment and not education for myself
0: yeah yeah so i'm trying to do as little of that as possible um i love what chad said on the call chad johnson on the call you did with profit coach yesterday he said uh COVID gives you permission to change anything you want
1: <laughs> mm. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: I thought that was great. Like he was like, "Oh, you gotta let a client go." Like, oh, you know, COVID. <laughs> you know,
1: like, i'm really sorry. So what man. can you do? <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: So I thought. So I thought that was good. But um, but yeah, just to like the thing we've been talking about. I think other stuff pops up because you just have too much time and being on the phones. You know, making us crazy. So putting that away and just having to sit with ourselves. So it's kind of where I'm at, man. It's, uh, it's an interesting time, but I'm enjoying it for the most part.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think I would say all things being equal, I'm enjoying it, particularly relative to <clears throat> what other people are, are going through. I've got a lot to be grateful for. I'm making significant headway on my goals. I'm working through some hard and new things that are expanding capabilities. I've been crushing some books and um, I've been trying to grow through it. I feel like that's the one thing I can always solace myself in. If I can find a topic that I'm really interested in and just kind of dive into it. So grateful for grateful for the growth that's coming through it and grateful, man, just like super grateful that I'm able to provide for my family. Peak stress for me was right when it was happening. It was like, what if the business implodes? What if I can't provide for my family? Right. The the thought of like losing 20% or, you know, manageable business challenges versus not being able to provide for my family. Like those are two, there's an ocean and a chasm between those two levels of stress and worry.
0: Yeah. It was crazy when that first kicked off, I was in that same spot. Like nobody's going to pay rent. Why would anyone yeah. pay rent? Nobody's going to pay rent. Um, and I think the reaction initially was protect, you know, like cut everything off. Um <laughs> but i didn't go with that i mean um it's probably the smart business thing to do but my reaction was like no like at all costs i have to keep my team like employed like i resonate with not being the bank and not like being stupid and actually being smart keeps the business alive so you can keep people employed but like i don't know my although it was like scarcity at first I, I don't. I don't know. I just look at my team like family too. So it was also protect them. Like I, I got to figure out what to
1: do for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, in the end, that bet seems to have <clears throat> have proven things out. You know that I love constraints because of what they expose. I've talked to a couple of people that said that these the forced shifts and changes in work have exposed efficiency. Like one guy I talked to so yesterday. Much. Yeah, like, so what are your thoughts? How does that relate to what you said? Like, people or family. I hear that, but at the same time, if you find out that somebody can do their job in a quarter of the time, like, what what, what have you found out in terms of, like, what it's exposed in the business?
0: So, I'm pretty confident and aware that people are not as busy as they used to be. And I'm not making a big deal out of that um so there's definitely an efficiency there but I feel like other times they're over busy you know and like it's a pandemic like what am I gonna do cut your hours like I don't know I'm not I I don't want to say that and make anyone feel bad that's had to cut hours I'm just speaking for myself but I guess I'm especially because we haven't been affected that bad it ended up being the right bet but No, tons of other efficiencies like we looked at the bank statement paying for a bunch of stuff like virtual virtual office spaces we didn't even know we had like um you know different things like that we were spending a lot on gifts we got big into gifts like giftology and like wow moments yeah sending gifts to people and you know i was glad to cut that off because i i was thinking when we initially started the wow moment uh we we want had a goal to do 200 wow moments this year and the, the idea of it initially was not a, not a gift thing. It was like you went above and beyond or someone else went above and beyond. You noticed it and you put it in the spreadsheet and then we like reflected on it and shared stories, but it, it quickly turned into this like, Oh, like client a son just graduated from Rutgers, like send her like a Rutgers like sweater or something. I don't know. It was just like,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. kind of,
0: you know, and that's cool to a certain degree, but also like random gifts can be also. I don't know sometimes i get random gifts and i'm like that's nice but it's kind of it's not very effective i don't know like i didn't like <laughs> i don't like like you more or like i'm not gonna like re-up because of that but i don't know it's tricky <laughs> it's,
1: <laughs> my early mentor said that advantage is always competed away that's a great example like as the gifting and giftology stuff becomes more widespread it's diluted i don't think we're anywhere close to that but it is a factor to folks that are like hyper aware that like me and you, <clears throat> I think the main thing I picked up from what you just said is that money is oftentimes a proxy, and it's a sloppy one. I throw money at marketing, <clears throat> not because I want marketing spend, I want results and outcomes. But the money is a proxy for effort and impact. Maybe what I actually needed was to pay attention to my channel strategy and where, where, and how we are marketing, not to just like spend more money on it. Same thing. I'm uh, what you're saying. For gifts I feel like that's a really profound insight is that money can be a really sloppy proxy when it becomes routine like when you don't have to think about the check and the check goes on autopilot that's when kind of the, the waste can creep in yeah totally all right my man well uh, it's a pleasure as always, I wish there was, like, some occasion in which I was going to see you. I know, person.
0: man. Have
1: you, have you booked anything? Like, are you guys just at a standstill in terms of, like, any travel stuff? Or are you bullish about being able to do any getaways?
0: I'm not bullish, um, but I know the time will come. I was a little bummed, but I'm excited because I spent a bunch of money on a plane ticket to coach in Toronto. Because Bob Abbott got me on the uh, oh, you gotta fly business class, bro. Like and like I'd never done it. And so I did it like last quarter. And like once you go business class, like you can't you don't go back. <laughs> right. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I bought another ticket and uh and then coach is gonna be virtual now. For like the like they're not like they were holding out and now they sent me an email saying like, okay, we're just gonna do it. So now I have to like use this ticket and like by before the end of the year or something. So I'm excited to figure out somewhere to go do something.
1: Yeah. Like a solo, so, solo, Steve flying somewhere around the world.
0: No, like family. I don't know. Maybe we should meet up somewhere or something.
1: Dude. I'd love to Fa- family and business class. Would you believe I've, I've had my family <clears throat> in first class? We got bumped. We got upgraded one time. It like completely engendered my brand loyalty with Alaska airlines. The fact that the time when my family of four was upgraded to first class, I was like, Oh, you got me. I'm I'm all in, baby.
0: Yeah. Oh, man, that's expensive. But that's that's golden. I would I would love them, too, for that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. All right, my man. Hey, it's great catching up. As always, those of you listening at home, hope you guys are standing strong and able to just kind of like take a minute to decompress and uh, give yourself permission to acknowledge things are freaking crazy right now. But we're going to come out of it and uh we're sending great thoughts and energy your way if you ever want to chat hit us up dude maybe we should have somebody on the show sometime like a little one-off yeah man love it think about it baby
0: all right cool everyone out there love you guys jordan good times thanks man
1: all right peace